At the halfway point of the Strictly experience, we've said goodbye to most of the people who were just giving it a good try. And we're now down to the focused, earnest, committed journey contestants and the focused, earnest, committed ringers. It looks like the final lineup is already settled, and the only thing we're yet to discover is how many more times Charles will hit that dance-off before, before he's no longer the best one in it. Or will Strictly manage to manufacture a twist? And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host. Tonight I'm joined by Elliot, Anne and Emily. We're your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and hopped up on painkillers source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral, we aren't always polite, but we are outside sadly waving sparklers in the damp November air. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at keepdancingpod. We'd love to hear from you and let's say we'll have a questions episode to get warmed up for Blackpool. We've got Keep Dancing podcast badges for good questions. We're also all over all of the social media platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and we've got a website at keepdancingpodcast.com. If you enjoy listening to us, please tell your friends about the podcast, whether they watch Strictly or not, to be honest. Hi everybody, we're halfway through and everybody's starting to get a little bit broken. Just a little bit. Mm. This episode was brought to you by Anti-Inflammatories. And sheer willpower. (laughs) Dr. Theatre is uh, very much needed. It, it, It is always the same about this point in the series though, that the injuries start cropping up. People start having losing days of training to ribs, hips, ankles, hands. Sanity. Yes. Yes, well. It's a tough old business. Before we uh, dive into the reviews, has anybody got any overall thoughts on this weird uh, episode? Because of the way the calendar's fallen, we've got this weird week between Halloween and the episode where they're doing the Remembrance Sunday stuff. But... Also, yeah. they can't make it too sombre. Yeah, the poppies are on, but they're not full remembrancing. The only thing I remember from this episode was me going at the end, where was the wow moment? Week seven, we had a wow moment and I didn't have it, which was sad. Because this is the point, at the halfway point, this is when we really start to see like something really like extraordinary and explosive and it, it didn't happen last night, I feel. I feel it was all a bit safe. Yeah. There was a lot of woman was l- looking at Kate Silverton's face and thinking, I wonder what that studio looks like under that amount of painkillers. Right, let's do some dance reviews. Here we go. Dancing the jive and taking us all back to early noughties fashion decisions, whether we wanted to or not, it's Lauren Stedman and her partner, AJ. Lauren was maybe two or three years old when Avril Lavigne's career started, right? right? <laughs> yeah. 
she's my age. So so. Old. <laughs> well, what are your childhood memories of Avril Lavigne, Elliot? That song, <laughs> more than anything. Do you not remember Skater Boy, or were you? Oh no, no, I, no, I remember Skater Boy. Yeah, I get those two confused. Like, girlfriends when she came back after being away for a few years, wasn't it? Because she had like her early naughty yeah. phase, then she vanished, and then she came back with this. Well, if you delve into the depths of the internet, that's when she died. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, there's more than one Avril Lavigne in a sort of a low-cost millennial reboot of the Paul is Dead uh, Beatles conspiracy theory. There are now two Avril Lavines. There's also two Andrew WKs. Um, we're also going a heck of a long way around the houses to avoid talking about this alleged jive. Your Honour, this alleged jive was carried out in a skate park, much against Lauren's will, and also good grief. Can we quickly just talk about when AJ's like, our, our song is, is, our staging is a skate park, so I brought you here to get in the mood, and her face is like, why in all that is holy are we sat in a skate park? Why am I here? And she's like, what, what AJ, what are we doing? Like, seriously? She's, she's over the stupid VCs. You can see it. <laughs> She's dead panning through it like a pro, though. It's, it's pure, unimpressed gold. She may, as, <laughs> she may as well be blinking SOS with her eyes while she's doing she it. She was, but they cut a bit out of the VT. <laughs> oh. Well, the best I can say is she got through it. Yeah, and she did an all right job, I think. I was pleasantly yeah, surprised. I, yeah. I, there was a bit of a clash between the very red stuff that they were wearing and the pink and blue background wasn't keen on that wasn't keen on the skate ramp trick which seemed to be a whole lot of setup for nothing at all um and but i uh nearly did a ribbon of my own at aj very slowly on a skateboard This, uh, just AJ needs to learn to stop over-dancing and outshadowing his partners because he did it again last night. He had one too many E-numbers in his, in his coffee and he was bouncing around and there's Lauren doing a constant jive which no one was paying attention to. So there's just AJ bouncing around like a mad rabbit. And I think Shirley, did anybody else notice that Shirley was specifically praising what Lauren was doing while AJ was faffing yes, about? She, she yes, she very specifically called him out on the fact that actually the the trick was all showy for him and it was all about her core strengths, which I feel like was Shirley's way of praising Lauren for that, but also sort of pointing mm. out to AJ that maybe he should be showing off his celebrity. Maybe, just a little bit. You know, just maybe, you know, read the footnotes off your contract once, AJ, would be good. The thing, to be fair, as soon as we found out they were dancing to Girlfriend, we all kind of gave, like, a, a nervous sign eye roll, like, this is going to be a car crash on stage. And it wasn't. It was I mean, fine. props-wise, it, it was. And styling-wise, it was. Like, AJ just looked like he was a 14-year-old again. It was awful. Like he's gone from bad from bad extensions to a bad quiff thing, like whatever his hair was. He just looked like he could be picked out of the dis out of like any Disney film playing any generic skater kid. But yeah, Lauren did a very good job. I was very happy. She was a bit stompy, but that's because again she was in Converse. Uh, I, I want to I want to give up the whole shoe thing, but I refuse to. And I will say this: she was dressed like a 
skater sort of punk vibe, right? Why not just put it in those boots which Diane had on and Osi wore last week and Jeanette wore and it's like those sort of like boots with the heels would have worked fine and then she would have been in a heel. Just, oh, it's just so frustrating. Somebody's going to be doing a dance in Converse in the final. We all need to be getting ready for that. We all need to prepare ourselves. <laughs> They're just they're just not dance shoes. Dance shoes, right? Let's describe the sole of a, a Latin or ballroom shoe. Well, you you don't feel like every step you're taking, like every little rivet of it, like a Converse shoe for a start. They're not up by your ankles, so it's restricting. As also, <laughs> a Converse. The the thing about a Converse sole is it's that sort of rubbery, yeah. grippy stuff. You are never going to look like you're effortlessly leaving the ground and you've got this beautiful lightness of movement if you've got rubbery shoes that are essentially made for gripping onto a skateboard doing a, any kind of quick well, dancing. you know, most skaters wouldn't wear Converse anyway because they don't offer enough protection to your feet. If you, like, slide your foot off the skateboard, you'll probably break your foot if you do it in Converse. Yeah, they're breaking ankle shoes. They're useful for nothing and not even waterproof. I've upgraded to Vans. I Converse, but, you know, I don't go dancing in them. No. They're what I'd call like a, a sitting or leaning at the bar shoes. They're pretty to look at, but their practicality is zero. I mean, I have a pair of Converse, but I only wear them for nice occasions when I'm indoors. My converse are for painting in there. <laughs> um, anyway, so so uh, Lauren uh, once again gets our is our tangent queen, and um, I think we've reviewed that dance. I guess I will say as a last point, I did like her hair in that high ponytail. That was I don't think we've seen her in a high ponytail this series, have we? Something like that. Yeah, but I liked it on her, so I thought that was nice. She could get that out again for her tango. She's still got her tango left to do. Yay. I hope that she gets that next week, actually. We don't know what she's got next week. Yeah, it's now the dances for Blackpool, so... Oh, Christ. <laughs> Scream! <laughs> it's come around quickly, hasn't it? Anyway, that was Lauren and AJ. Dancing the waltz and reminding us that all swans belong to the queen, and in this case, that queen is Oti. It's Graham Swan and his partner, Oti. I'd just like to congratulate Elliot on the uh, elegance swan thing that he did on Twitter yesterday, which made me snort tea out of my nose <laughs> and reminded me that we've got a whole world of avian puns that I haven't even started to explore yet. <laughs> Hurrah for that. Thank you. And I'm sorry about the tea incident. <laughs> <laughs> Emily. It's got to be egret to get some uh, avian puns in there, hasn't it? Egret? Yeah. It's a type of bird, Eleanor. Sorry. All right. I didn't get the pun, though. Easy, egret. It was a bit of a reach, That's I'm right. afraid. I'm, I'm not a queen of punning. Um, so, Eurovision alumnus Engelbert Humperdinck in his sort of 60s heyday with a deeply sentimental song with a deeply sentimental connection for Graham and Oti has pulled out a deeply sentimental, very pretty, very emotional waltz. What did we think? It was cute. Any advances on cute? Waltzy? <laughs> See? 
Yeah, it was Classic. lovely. Think, like, understated. Yeah. It conveyed the required emotion without being too saccharine. Um, and yeah, it looked it looked like a, a really. It struck me as a good point in the, in the series to reintroduce serious Graham. Because we've had a bit of wacky Graham, Spider Man, and all of that. So it was it was mm -hmm. nice to reintroduce serious Graham. He can do it, can't he? He can. He has been able to be uh, full wacky, and he can also keep it controlled, wear the tail suit, and uh, look like that friend who busts out an incredible wedding dance out of out of nothing. You didn't even know they were taking lessons. Yeah, this was actually really nice, and it was nice to see him and hold again and do something elegant and classy, as we said. And also, I would happily, you know, wear Oti's dress around the house because she looked gorgeous as well. Even for Oti, that was stunning. Mm. Yes, it was a nice week for the uh, stringing bugle bead around the bodice. It was very, very pretty. Uh, it gives a really beautiful effect. I was very, very, very in favour of that. Sort of opalescent. Mm. Um, I, I really like this dance. I don't, I'm... I'm I, I kind of want to kind of further the point of um, it was it was a really good time for a serious Graham. I think it was about time after a week of Halloween, we actually got back into some proper dancing. And this felt like a proper dance, except for the gazebo. Yeah, um, I just wanted him to kind of lift his head up and lift his eyes up. Because um, I think you just... I guess if I know when I'm dancing, I'm always looking at the floor and always looking at my feet because I just don't have the confidence to just know that my feet are going to go in the right place. And I feel that he's starting to lead now and he doesn't need to look at the floor and he doesn't need to look at his feet. And I think that just chin up would just give him a bit of kind of command almost. When you're leading, you're supposed to be looking yeah. where you're going, yes. right? Because because when I'm following John, I I'm just I may as well have my eyes closed. I'm just staring off into the middle distance because I'm assuming that he's looking where we're going. Yes. So if he's looking at the floor, <laughs> um, then we're going to crash into the yes, gazebo. Yes, will. <laughs> <laughs> Why was the gazebo there? Like, is there, is there a reference written in the song, or did en Engelbert, like, I mean, to be fair, that's the first time I've thought of Engelbert, I think, since 2012, which made me think, is he still alive? Like, yeah. Yeah, he is, he's Very doing much. fine, he's doing that's fine. Good, like, the first five seconds of the was like, is he still alive? Oh, wait, Graham and Ophie are dancing, I should really watch this. <laughs> the last waltz with you in the gazebo of doom. Um... Yeah, At so least they actually use uh, their medium-sized prop. Yes, that is true. They did actually do a little bit of a dramatic scene in it, not just regard it as a sort of inconvenient illusion. Yeah. Which we'll get onto, I'm sure. And yes, I'm sure we'll come to that. But for now, that's Graham and Oti keeping up the good work, marching on, hopefully to Blackpool. He didn't say what he's got next week, did he? No. Let's have a look at what it could um, be. Oh, it could be a salsa, a samba. Has he done the jive yet? 
He's he's done a sample oh, yeah, already. One. It could be a sa- salsa, rumba, paso, Argentine tango, couple's choice. Now, I feel like Oti is just not going to have a lot of patience for couple's choice. <laughs> it just... <laughs> mm. it, it just... <laughs> I mean, she could prove us wrong, but I... <laughs> I, I feel like we might just not get to see Graham's couple's choice. I mean, is, is that a bad thing? Because it's not. I think we're more likely to see a rumba than a couple's choice. Yeah, because we haven't had a male rumba yet, so maybe that'll be it. And then they'll probably do like a salsa for Blackpool. The rumba is a hard dance for the male celebrities. Mm. Just to get that out there early. It's a hard dance, yes. Oh, hang on. I'm just on the dance card, greying out poor Dr. Randra's column. Oh. Oh. Won't anybody think of the children? The children are going to be gutted. Okay, so that was Graham and Oti. Dancing the Argentine tango and looking just as deadly an assassin as anyone in Killing Eve, it's Kate Silverton and her partner, Aliash. So glad she got the first one because she is um, marvellous. I'm losing my words. Somebody else start on Kate. She was high as a kite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone else was on the floor and she was on this magical cloud somewhere. Bless her. Her, I, I did watch her Instagram. We've all Emily? turned up to the pub to meet our friends and we've had a couple of drinks at home and then we, you have the sudden crashing realisation of you're the least sober person there. And you have to try and hold it together and that is clearly what she was doing. But you're also on live TV. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she did very well. At least she went on Instagram on the laughing gas. You know, you... <laughs> That is content. That is quality content, Kate. Yeah, that, yes. that made me laugh for a good while. Like her just giggling, just laughing gets thing. In fact, went, this is great as well, by the way. <laughs> also, how has Ali Ash not done an Argentine tango until this weekend? I know, that seems really... He's won the show! How has he avoided it? By being tall, I think. Like they always say that the Charleston and the Argentine tango are really good for shorter couples, and Aliash always gets somebody tall, so he'll be he'll have been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And now he says it's one of his favorite. But dances. yeah, it. Well, it is yeah. good. Like the Argentine tango is fun. It's the right one. A slightly weird uh, costuming choice, again, from the sort of the point of view of making sure that they look like a matched pair. Aliash in a sort of expensive wallpaper couture and Kate in that really fetching sky blue again. I think that was partly due to, due to that being the week in between Halloween and Remembrance, though. Because they normally go for reds, for the Argentine tango, and black but they'll be doing lots of that next week because it'll be a remembrance. And then they can't go too far down like the teal greens or even um, hot orangey colours with the blacks because that's too Halloween-y. So I think they just went the opposite way. Yeah, considering Talisa did say it was a producer's request Kate was in that colour, I think that was them saying we, we need to find a middle ground somehow. Yeah, but... 
just that Aliash didn't look like her partner. No. no. At all. It looked like he'd been subbed in at the last minute, which is not really no. a good look. I do think like, been, oh. I was going to say, it was like um, he somebody had spilt something on whatever he was wearing and they thought, let's get him in something quick. And that was like the nearest thing and they found. And they was like, oh, it doesn't quite work, but... A lovely roll of wine-coloured <laughs> flock wool. Yes. Paper. 60 quid a roll. 60 quid a yeah. roll, that was. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is not the dance where you want to be high in painkillers because it needs such precision and, like, timing with attack that if you're slightly delayed by being a bit doodlally in painkillers, it looks a bit off. Like it did with Kate, sadly. Oh, <laughs> it just it just yeah. lacks some attack, but that's where she was just too busy going. Where am I? What day is it? Oh, I'm, I'm being picked up now. Okay, <laughs> like, did she know what she where she was? Does she know what she did? <laughs> probably not. She probably doesn't remember anything about last night. Uh, but <laughs> but it did sound painful having a muscle pulled from your rib. Like even though, even that made me cringe. Like the sound of it, I was like, didn't know you could do that to your body. The things you learn on Strictly. Oh, that sounded painful. Oh, and it will have made Lesser. it hard to breathe, laugh, anything. raise your arms, yeah. do anything. And she's done an amazing job just getting through yeah. it as well as she did. Um, uh, so, yes, Kate marches on, uh, giving us that sweet content that we all crave. Dancing a samba where, baby, he's a firework. Come on and show us what you're worth. It's Dr. Range and his partner, Jeanette. Oh, Range. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> this looked so much fun. And he was having, like, proper samba okay. action. He was wearing a firework shirt. He had a beautiful facial firework accoutrement. It was marvellous. Oh, it's it's not fair. I, I I feel like we mark. I feel like we're becoming a bit of a curse to Strictly because obviously we said that Vic was becoming the dark horse. She got eliminated next week. We said we want Raj to do a proper routine. He did a proper routine, and now he's been eliminated. <laughs> it's such a shame. It's 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 gutting, but he went out on a high. Yes, at least. Yeah, at least he went out doing something he enjoyed, he was good at, and that he looked really smart in, um, and that wasn't too silly, that was just silly enough. And he didn't go out dressed like a Swiffer. No. Oh, apparently, yeah. apparently they're meant to be um, Boo and Sully from Monsters, Inc., according to yeah. Jeanette. That was the idea. I didn't get that. No. Totally passed me by that one. No. I might just never have seen Monsters, Inc., I've seen it, but that still didn't occur to me. Sully is no. more blue, and Boo is an actual five-year-old girl. Who wears, not, who wears pink, not purple. Maybe it was a sort of a trademark free yes. version. Maybe. <sighs> there wasn't really anything he could have done to win the dance-off. No. I think the only way he could have won is if Charles had Mocked up, over. yeah. I've forgotten everything and fell over twice, and you know, didn't called himself I instead of Charles. <sighs> I just, but he's had a good run though, Range. Yeah. Halfway through, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to the halfway stage, 
I'm a bit like, where was he on the leaderboard? Was he in that sort of medium zone where everybody will have assumed that he was sick? He was. It was like third or fourth bottom, I think. I think the bottom two were. Um, Kate and uh, uh, were Kate and Danny, but and I think the next two up were Charles and uh, Doctor Ange. Not sure which order though, but they so, did say in the dance off they was one point between them on the leaderboard, so it was really close anyway. Yeah. Um, so everybody. So some of Doctor Ranger's vote might have gone into saving Danny and Kate then this week. I think yeah. so. Quite possibly. Hmm. I think possibly people uh, who maybe were voting online, because I know you can only vote three times, maybe instead of voting for three different people, voted twice for Danny and once for someone else because they felt the need to save Danny was a bit more. Well, that's yeah, exactly what I did. Well, Danny had a call to action. Yes. I think it was Darcy who said, maybe people will vote for you. Mm. Um, yeah. Whereas Dr. Ranch didn't get that. No. I, um, I know I said uh, earlier on in, in the week, you know, last night, in fact, in our group chat, that I feel like Dr. Ranch has just reached his talent threshold in this. I was really enjoying watching him, but I couldn't see him improving very much further. I, I actually really didn't like this dance. I thought it looked flappy and... I don't know, maybe I've hit, uh, maybe I'm samba fatigued now. We have had a lot this year. I feel like yes. I've watched a lot of sambas. It's not my favourite dance when it's not done to like full Queen Oti standards. And it just felt like a really weird concept and unnecessary. I don't fault his commitment one little bit, you know, you could really tell he was trying. But I just feel like he wasn't going to push through into that next bracket up. Mm. So... You know, yeah. my vote that would have normally gone for Range went to Danny because I can see Danny getting better a bit. Like Yeah. He was still quite kind of knock-kneed and a bit kind of sickled. And it didn't... There was quite a lot of content there, but there was a kind of a lack of finesse. And that, yeah. that seemed to kind of filter through a lot of people's dances. There was a lot of will behind what they were doing, but no actual kind of follow-through. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. It it feels like it feels like even though there is this sort of constant escalation in training hours, it doesn't necessarily feel like they're spending a lot of time on basic uh, basic technique. It feels like they're spending time filling it with steps and just getting them through the steps rather than drilling on um, specifically what you do with your feet or the yeah. fine points of your frame. It feels like the training balance is thrown off by this demand to have advanced content in there in earlier and earlier yeah. weeks. And especially if you're doing dan one dance one week, which doesn't correlate in any way to a dance you do the next week, you're going to just focus on getting the choreography rather than this is where your foot goes or this is how your knee should look or, you know, this is where you place your arm. Um, you're not going to focus on that. You're just going to get it like... And especially if you're not used to learning choreography and it takes you ages to learn it in the first place, again, you're just going to focus on that rather than how you do it. 
Mm. My little boy and gave um, Dr. Ranger 10, though. Oh. He did. I asked him, what would you give it? And he goes, 10. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, the children are just going to be yeah. not watching next week. The children are like, what? Yeah. Strictly. Uh, I think I'm going to bottle the conversation with Marcus tomorrow and just make him watch It Takes Two and just blame it all on Zubby Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with me. (laughs) (laughs) Parenting techniques, dodging dodging the question. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there was things I liked in doing like this routine. Like you could see there was more figures in there. There was less of a concept and less of an out, but he was hid behind. But yeah, it's like here are the steps, but they didn't like work on the steps either. Like, I think it's because they're so... We have this idea and this concept we want you to do. They don't have time to work on that because they've got to work on, like, where they are in relation to the floor and the cameras and everything. Mm. And the whatever medium-sized prop that they've got. Yeah, like... I did really like the Catherine Wheel thing um, where he was doing the the floor spin with Jeanette uh, over the top of the Catherine Wheel projection. I thought that was pretty cute. Yeah, yes. but I didn't like yeah. the firework noise over the track as they were coming down the stairs. It was that was intrusive. silly. Also, also, um, are we is is calling it bonfire night not a thing anymore? Clean up, like, um, what? What is it? What? What? What's going on here? Like. What, because normally they would refer to the weekend after Halloween as being, oh, it's bonfire night weekend and we're, we're having a sparkler of a show. And, it, and that was only referred to obliquely in the firework night banner in Ranj and Jeanette's dance. Is, do we not do bonfire night anymore? It's the last outdoor drinking holiday until mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh yeah, we were talking about Ranj and Jeanette. So it's it's very sad that they are another likable, uh, really enjoyable couple that's been taken out by Charles repeatedly hitting the dance off. But what can you do? He made it halfway. Yeah, halfway's hey. good. He might not have time to do the tour. But we appreciate every minute of it, Ranj. Thank you. Well done, Ranj. Yay. Dancing the couple's choice, street commercial, and following up on last week's attack of the Cybermen with angels in Manhattan, it's Stacey Dooley and her partner, Kevin. Oh, bless Kevin's little face. It is the happiest I've ever seen him, wearing a terrible hat, a horrible jumper, and um, just being basically Fred Astaire cosplay, pretending to be in New York, just dancing his little heart out. I've no idea what Stacey thought of any of it, but Kevin was happy. It didn't make sense. No. 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 What was the start? What was the story? I don't know because she was her hairstyle was one like one sort of like era of time, but her outfit felt like another. And but he wasn't oh, dressed no, to match her. The hair and the out, outfit matched. That was fine. That was like it was late thirties, forties 
Thank yeah, you. they were they were late thirties. It was sort of like casual day wear. If you were meeting up to drink hot chocolate in Central Park, um, but in a movie, that might be what you would wear. Yeah. Although you probably wouldn't wear fully sequined trousers. They'd probably something be something nice in satin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe like a crepe, I think. Well, yeah, a crepe. But to get the floor. Yeah. I mean, Stacey looked like a spare part. Like, in her face as well, she, was, she wasn't behind Kevin or missing a beat, but her face was always, what's coming next? I'm not fully sure. Um, is Kevin there? Okay, he's got my arm. We're about to go into a lift. Like, you could see her thinking through it, which is the first time in a few... Yeah, she, she was another one. Pies a kite. But it's the yeah. first in a few weeks where I haven't loved their performance. Like, I've raved and raved and raved about how great Stacey and Kevin have been the last few weeks. But this one just kind of left a bit like, I think it was good. I think I liked that. I can't really tell. <laughs> I felt like I felt like we were seeing an excerpt from Kevin's dance theatre show that he's going to do in a couple of years, rather than we were seeing a Strictly routine. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was just weird. Street commercial and then to Empire State. Like, everything about this leading up to the week that was making me go, what? And, and as I put on Twitter, I just put, please don't be awful. And it wasn't. So we can be grateful of that. No, it wasn't awful. It wasn't embarrassing. I was, like, really prepared to be experiencing some serious secondhand embarrassment. But it was... It was like on Bake Off, where they combine a bunch of different delicious ingredients, but it does not form a balanced whole. Like you've got chocolate and cherry and maple syrup and pistachios, and they're all great individually, but you can't put them all together. That doesn't make a cake. Not a good one, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah... It's, it's just like the typical Kevin line where it's like, you, can, you only need to use one of these ideas, not all five. Mm. One would yes. work, not yes. five. So, and so I know that Stacey really likes Alicia Keys, but does Stacey have a long-standing passion for ni- the 1930s? Does Stacey uh, enjoy weekends in New York? What has it got to do, like, I still don't feel like I know Stacey. No. I still feel like, like, we've been saying that AJ is outdancing Lauren and that Graziano outdanced Vic and sort of served her particularly poorly with the choreography. But I think um, that Kevin and Stacey have got another version of this going on where his artistic vision is so strong that Stacey's sinking beneath it. She's contributing. She's da- learning to dance really well. She's telling the stories, but they're not her story. Yeah, so like even in her VT, you know, we have said the couple's choice VT is just basically tell us your sob story. It was all centered around her work and not her. Well, that kind of is her. And it would have been very crass, actually, if they'd have done um, a contemporary routine about her tiptoeing through a war zone or something that would have definitely been crass but I feel like there is a way to have told us a story about Stacy using couples choice and they didn't mm. <sighs> which is annoying because it was it was good but I just no idea what it's got to do with anything no yeah I 
just feel like this episode was sponsored by too much faffing about. It wasn't actually that faffy an episode. Oh. It was just that it was the 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 faffing was badly chosen. It was, it was very <laughs> noticeable faffing. All right. Okay. <laughs> Anne, have you got anything on Stacey and um, Kevin? I mean, I, I quite I quite enjoyed their choreography. I thought I thought what they did was kind of really well done. Um, however, I felt that her styling actually emphasised the bits she couldn't do very well. So there were lots of kind of inward shoulder things and kind of extending her arms out and. You could actually tell when she was doing that, she wasn't actually moving very far. So you kind of felt like, I mean, obviously she was injured and maybe she didn't want to move certain parts of her body to their extremes. But it just felt a little bit like, oh, it just needed a bit more kind of bit more pressure a bit more kind of isolations um i mean it wasn't bad again it just wasn't bad but it, it just wasn't brilliant and I, I i agree i still really don't know who stacy is i don't know what kind of dancer stacy wants to be i don't want i don't want her to be some kind of pawn in the in the kind of Kevin's story. It just doesn't feel like Stacey's got a lot of choice about what well, dancer she, kind of dancer she is. It'd be hard. I'd just like it, you know, maybe just for Kevin to look at what he's got because she's a really competent dancer. And maybe if they worked, he worked with her on something, then we might get a little bit closer to who she is rather than pushing the Kevin envelope. He's got a lot of ideas, but I would like one week to see an idea of Stacey's combined with an idea of Kevin's. Yeah. Or supported by an idea of Kevin's. I really want, I want to see something personal from Stacey. <sighs> did they say what they're doing next week? They didn't. They didn't. But maybe they're back in ballroom. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, dear. I mean, they've got the waltz, the Viennese waltz left. They've not done a Charleston. They've not done a rumba. So the chant, the opportunities are there for them to do these really expressive dancers that could uh, allow us to sort of see a bit more of Stacey. But will they take the opportunity? Who knows? Dancing the quick step and getting off on the good foot, but sadly also the wrong foot, it's Danny John Jules and his partner, Amy. Oh, this would Danny. have been one of the, this would have been one of the best quick steps of the series if yeah. it had gone right. This yeah. looked like it was going to be absolutely <clears throat> stellar, but like if you're dancing every beat of the song and you start on the wrong foot, you are done. That's it. Yeah, there is no spare beat for you to swap back over. Yeah. No, it was like a just a domino rally of footwork errors. Because once he started, it just wasn't... He just couldn't find it again. And then he'd find it again, and then he'd lose it again. And, oh, so frustrating. I 
my my preferred scenario for this weekend would have been for it to be Danny versus Charles in the dance off. Yes. And for Danny to get that redemption of getting the mm. routine right. Mm. Although there is always the chance that Danny would have got into his own yes. head and just completely <laughs> fluffed it the second yeah. time as well. I think that's his problem in the quick step. He's such a perfectionist, but in the quick step, you don't really have time to be perfect. You just gotta yeah. go and just enjoy it and enjoy the music. And his top half and Amy was dancing to one song, and he, she was, his feet were dancing to a completely different one. Like we saw it straight away that like, it went a bit wrong. We're like, oh no! But maybe he can salvage it back. And uh, he never did. And she just knew a mauling was coming from the judges. Like you just knew it was going to happen. And it I thought it was a very odd choice of track as well, because even I was trying to look at what he was doing and try and keep the beats, and even I was trying to think, oh, how's he going to get back on it? So if I was finding it quite difficult to kind of keep up with the song, then I could imagine in that pressurised situation he would have found it, found it doubly difficult. Mm. I think his main issue was is that he said he performed regardless, and I don't think he did. Like as soon as his feet went, you saw his whole drop. Yeah. So he stopped thinking about it. Like if he kept his, even if his feet were going to absolute, you know, mess, as long as he, as long as he kept his top line up, that would have been fine. But the second that went wrong, he just dropped his arms, and you saw Amy almost like pick them back up and say like, "No, you've got to keep going." It felt like he wants like just to cut the music and start again. But again, that, yeah. that's like just Danny wanting to be perfect all the time. And he just needs to like, now he's, he, hopefully he will it more. Now he's had this horrific mind blank of a moment happen. And yeah, you now don't he have knows, to be perfect. Yeah, now he knows what happens. Yes, and it's not, it's not nice, sadly. Yeah. Ooh, Stacey says on Instagram, waltzing into week eight, like... So I wonder if that's what they've, they're doing next. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe that's a little hint. Um, interesting. I am kind of disappointed that we're just not going to get to see that dance again and not going to see that dance done properly Ooh. ever. Unless some rehearsal footage makes it out, which I would like to see yes. it, please. Uh, but he's not going to make the final. We're not going to see that dance. How maddening. That is maddening. Mm. Unless he goes on the tour. Yes. Oh, that's true. That's true. I don't know, but do you think that he would be able to keep his head together for the tour? Yeah. I would book him. Yeah, I would book him. Mm. I'd book him. Maybe it's just the fact that it's live TV that seems to be getting to him. Mm. As soon as he's on stage, he'll be fine, darling, fine. <laughs> um, I thought it was excellent that they were straight in the dan- into the dance, no faffing about. <laughs> I can hear Len's voice through you. <laughs> I can hear the ghost of Len Goodman. Sorry, he's not passed, he's not actually. Dead. I can just... No. He's not dead, he's just <laughs> retired. Um, I can hear Len Goodman's voice going, too much faffing about. I really do hate the faffing about, though. But Emily, they faff about. I know. It's a thing. It's a thing now. You don't like it where they're faffing about in a way that just means they have to dance for five fewer seconds. Yeah. 
Maybe if they'd had more faffing about, he wouldn't have got wrong. <laughs> yeah, if they'd have had a mid, if they'd have had a two-second section in the middle where they do a little bit of faffing about business, um, like a breather. Yeah, they could have got back on the right well, that's foot. Sensible tactical faffing about. That's not just flapping about with your hands across a table for no apparent reason. Oh, shading nobody in particular, Kevin. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <coughs> Dancing the foxtrot under an orange-coloured sky that we can only blame on airborne particulate pollution. It's Ashley Roberts and her partner, Pasha. I didn't mind the faffing about at the start of this one, Emily, because I am always entertained by... A terrible prop on a bit of string. Oh, I've really minded a faffing about on this and this routine in general. Yeah. Why did you mind it? Like, is is Ashley now the ringer that's getting on people's yes. nerves? <laughs> okay. In the words. Let all your feelings out, Ellie. Uh, so the judges have just decided she's going to win this series in their eyes. Like, she is the judge's winner. Clearly. Yeah, but they did that with Danny, and that didn't work. Yeah, the judge's winner never wins. That's the thing. The public will always override the judge's choice in the final. and Because we don't like to do what we're told. Pretty much. And also, we look at top line and notice her arm was straight from start to finish. It was locked rigid. And her head was not in any proper ballroom headline the entire time. It's like, I'm going to look over here. I'm going to look over here. And it's like, oh, it was all just too... For lack of a better word... It was all too American. It was all just too, oh, look at me having a... Oh, I hated it. I really didn't like this routine. She still had her Charleston face on. Yes. That (laughs) really annoyed me. I I, I just wanted her to just tone it down. She didn't need to go kind of full... She looked like a kind of demonic kind of um, marionette kind of like ah, ah. I just like just smile nicely and go through with it. it 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 felt really OTT in her head and her face and that really annoyed me and the demonic the demonic marionette thing has torn my intercostal <laughs> muscles now the uh, the words I wrote down were a little bit step step with Stepford wife like with the brush out mm. and the pink and the manic grin. Yes. And the foxtrot. And she didn't even have the excuse of being on off her face no. on laughing gas. I think that's just Ashley. And also... It was... Right, my problem with this wasn't anything to do with that. It was just boring. It was boring. I was bored. Yeah, not, not a lot happened, did it? No. Not a lot. And also, like, we had Ashley... No, not Ashley, trust. Kimberly Wyatt last week in the audience. Did we really need her for the entire VT again? Has has Ashley got other friends? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe they asked Nicole, but she was like, no, and ran, ran up to the plane on Heathrow and go, get me out of it. They've already had their Nicole. Oh, dear. This would have been the one where she should have swapped uh, Kimberly What's-Her-Face in. It was just... But Vicky will be pleased to note that her root situation has now been sorted out. Yeah, well, she's, she's she's not a weird raggedy blonde anymore. She's a blonde blonde. Yeah, when the highlight is, oh, she's had her roots done. It's only taken seven weeks. That's a problem. 
when I remember that more than the routine. Do you do you feel like so we were saying we don't feel like we know Stacy yet. Do you feel like you know who Ashley is either? <laughs> no. She's just, a bit, she's just a bit of a weird American, isn't she? A weird hyper American. Yeah, she's a performer. <laughs> yeah, she she thinks she's on Broadway every five seconds. Yeah. It's like big smiles and like to the to the back row, I was like, no, just hands. You know, high kicks, high kicks. Oh, and they're doing couples' choice next week. We 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 like Danny because he's a performer, but we don't like Ashley because she's a performer. <laughs> I think there's like a different level. Like Danny's a performer, but he's a very what's the word? He's very suave. There's something very classic about what Danny does. It's very placed. Whereas Ashley is just frantic, and it's just like look at the look at the blur running around the stage. Like I can't focus I think, with Ashley. I can't focus a point I of think- view. I think I've worked out what it is. Danny doesn't mind whether you like him or not. Ashley Does. desperately wants you to like her. Oh dear. Uh. But she she can't win. Like if she if she doesn't do a good dance, then she's letting Ringerdom down. If she does do a good dance, then it's boring. If she smiles, she's irritating. If she doesn't smile, then she's looking glum. She, she really can't win. And I would sort of warn any future ringers that this is likely to be their fate. But she's going to get some nice jobs out of it, so I don't think she minds. No. Like I said, it, it's, yeah. she's setting herself up for the West End, and she's performing like she's on the West End. So, like, it wasn't bad. It just, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. But this means that people who go to West End shows can look forward to some productions featuring an actual American, not somebody just doing an American accent. Like, imagine how much that will enhance your enjoyment of Chicago. Oh, she would be great in Chicago, to be fair. Yeah, she'll make a good Roxy Hart. Mm. She can do that demonic marionette smile as she's handling the Tommy gun. She's perfect for it. Dancing the tango in the most inexplicably pointless cube since Rubik's, it's Faye Toza and her partner, Giovanni. So is this the useless prop, uh, useless yes. prop of the week? Oh, yeah. Yes. When, when a if judge comments on the prop being useless, then you know you've really mucked up. Yeah. Yeah, you have to do a little bit of the old trapped inside an invisible box mime if you are trapped inside an invisible box. A visible box at that. It was also the same uh, lighting prop that... Um, oh, my gosh, I've forgotten her name. Lovely Australian Eurovision representative this year. Jessica Mowboy. Yeah, it was the same lighting prop that Jessica Mowboy had in her video for We Got Love. So, therefore, cursed. <laughs> what I would say is, when you're using a, a cube prop like that... because. At first, I thought it was going to be like Louise Redknapp's rumba, where they used the lighting as a in a circle to give it a restricted dance floor, so that they did have to travel less on the dance floor. And I thought they were going to use it like that and keep it really within the confines of the cube, but then I realised the cube was right up the top end of the dance floor, and they were going to have to come out and travel. So it was just... It would have been nice to see them sort of stop at the cube and then do some of the leans and pivots sort of over it, um, sort of really marking it. Yeah, breaking yeah, through. Breaking and then through. Sort of, and the final bit as a sort of a climactic moment to be able to break through it and do the promenade. 
but yeah, they didn't really do that. I mean, I know in the VC she was saying, or Faye was saying, oh, this, this song, it, this dance is really fast, blah, blah, blah. And then we cut to it, and it's a flipping jive she was Call dancing me. a tango to. Na, 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 na. Call me is a jive, not a tango. Yeah, I mean, Poor woman. What blondie song should you tango to if you're tangoing to blondie? Oh, 11.59 off of Parallel Lines. One way or another, I'm sure that's already been on it. One way or another. Oh, Kelly and Kevin did a jive to it, which I would argue, yeah, it's the wrong way around. Call me is the jive and one way or another is the tango. Anyway, um, yes, also, I didn't think the big tool skirt did much for the sharpness of the tango. I think... Um, a, the the long a long satin skirt with a slit would have been more apposite, really. You would have got more swish. I just I didn't feel like I could see what her legs were doing, and she yeah. was doing sort of a bunch of leg extensions and precision moves that were just lost under the tool. Mm. The top half was nice though. Lovely. A bit racy for uh, Faye from Steps, but, you know, she's choosing to use this op- as an op- opportunity to sort of re-swizzle her personality and her sort of public frontage. That sounds terribly wrong. <laughs> well. um, a public frontage. So more power to her. Are we done on Claire? Uh, not Claire. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <A> Freudian slip. <laughs> Are we done on X from Steps? I, th- I think this will done. stop the stupid props because that when Craig called out, out and said it would have got a ten otherwise. I think it's mm. quite a damning review of how stupid a prop can be. Mm-hmm. And let that be an end to it. Craig says. Dancing at Viennese Waltz and only drinking in pubs that have the same name as Charles Venn. It's Charles Venn and Charles Venn's partner, Karen. What actually happened in this dance? Um, He left his pint unattended and uh, given that he would have been drinking in London, cost himself about a fiver. Yeah. At least. At least. Especially if it was craft ale, he probably cost himself six or seven quid. The pub was not required. No. no, it wasn't really. Because um, he wasn't even like, because they said it was an Irish pub and he wasn't even like being the I don't man think, at the piano right, in the Irish pub. I don't think an Irish pub would have been called King Charles. Just no. well, just no, uh, hit, just hitting you with view. a bit of the history there. Nuh-uh. It's, it's as likely as calling it the Cromwell. E by gum. Um But yeah, you could have done that whole routine without any kind of pub framing. It was just unnecessary. Yes. I feel like that might have been, the the pub theming might have been what Sean and Katya's Viennese was supposed to be. But then that would have had to be like swiftly chocked and somebody else got it. Because they'd already made the pub frontage. (laughs) <laughs> frontage. This episode is brought to you by the word frontage. It would. I mean, the the the, the ratings would have been superb if they'd have let Sean and Katya do that Viennese. Lol. Uh, but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
But they did. They uh, gave it to Charles and Karen and said, and, you know, it was perfectly fine. It was perfectly competent. It did not move me. And you can't dance to Piano Man and not have a visible piano. It's cheating. It's unsatisfying. It's it's sort of being lyrically tone deaf, isn't it? Oh, we're going to take this song about a man playing a piano, but there's no piano. He's getting he's getting a lot better. Yeah. Like he is getting noticeably better, but he's spoiled it. He's spoiled his public vote by being a big head. If he'd have not done that, because now, if he's being humble, then we're all gonna go, oh look, he's being humble. I feel like I feel it. like celebrating the twenty-eight as if they got a forty did not endear him to the public vote there. Yeah, no. is, is no. his arc gonna be twenty-five? Is that literally all he's that's yes. literally it. It's 25. I think my main issue this was the Viennese even the first time around was that it was very skippy. And, also, and as I put like on Twitter, Viennese is a very, it's very flat dance. There's not much rise and fall in it. And he did correct that the second time around. So as much as I don't want to praise him, he did do better the second time around. I just, I just find a pair of them like a bit snobbish at times, like in their own right. So them together has just been an absolute, you know, catastrophe of bravado and annoyance. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I want to like him, but the fact that we're now going to endure a fourth dance-off, probably next to Weaker Charles, is just a bit too much. The, o- the other thing is that the more he's in the dance-off, the more he will keep telling us how much he believes in himself. And it's, it's a little bit wearing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's starting to make me feel slightly ill when he does it now. Oh, well, and it's bad because he he is getting better and and I I just feel like he 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 got off on the wrong foot with us all and now we can't unsee it. Mm. Yeah, <sighs> I don't even feel like we've had a lot of wackiness from Karen like Karen can normally be counted on to give us a bit of fun and everything but it's all been very self-serious from her this year and just about you know being fierce being in the zone have it like being team 12 pack and give it a rest Mm. yeah enjoy yourselves yeah have a bit of fun anyway Dancing the Paso Doble to Pompeii and avoiding being caught in the pyroclastic flow emanating from Mount Revel Horwood. It's Joe Sugg and his partner, Diane, in just frocks, frocks. And 800 safety pins Diane was wearing. 800. Yeah. 800. Wow. I wonder how many times they just stabbed themselves with that. Because safety pins hurt. Oh, they're just they're just so good. They're just so good. And Joe, I didn't notice until the Sunday night show that Joe's shoulder pads were all safety pinned as well. I yeah. loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, the safety pins were over power mesh. Yes, yes. So it wasn't so just um, like it wasn't straight just straight onto skin. Yeah, it's fine. Um, which is which is how you do it. Um, but Liz, yeah. Get the time machine out and tell Liz, Liz Hurley, Hurler, Hurley about that. Um, Pasadoble wise, he gave it about as best as good a shot as he could. He doesn't quite have the sort of 
the figure that suited to mm. making the Spanish line, but he was bending as far as he could over and um, they had some real presence there. I Yeah, it... I don't think it was deserving of like vast, vast, vast praise, but big praise. Yeah. It, I mean, he, yeah, he, he sold it and his performance was great, but when you look past that, he it wasn't like his hands were very spiky and cupped mm. and his feet were a little flat footed. But he he gave it a good go and he had the performance and like the atmosphere of a paso so that was fine yeah you kind of need a winner's paso doble to be a bit better than that though don't you which puts us in an awkward position oh i thought he was trying so hard he was another one in the kind of had a lot of will and had a lot of passion for it but he just didn't quite have that technique um, I mean, his his arms were not bad until you got to his hands. They just look so awkward, and he's such a he's such a stringy fellow that every kind of bend in his elbow and his leg mm. you could just see, and it just didn't flow. Um, although you could see when he was in, in hold with Diane that he was really trying to lead her and really try and be kind of kind of I'm in charge be quite butch but it just didn't quite He's doing a good job go through which is a shame he is yeah, yeah. He's working really yeah. hard at it and like he has got he has got a slight frame and I'm you know I'm sure he's more than aware of that um and because of it the, the when he was attempting all the Spanish Spanish lines and the paso shaping it really exaggerated it you know it, it looked much starker than um, when you see some of the bulkier mm. dancers do it. But it, it it made it quite interesting. You could see he gave it a really good shot. But like you say, it wasn't a winner's passo, was it? No, it, it wasn't like Joe from last year's passo, which made you just like drop your jaws to the floor and go, oh my God, that was incredible. Where does this come from? It was, that was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. Well done, Joe. But that's about it. And so I yeah. do fail to see where, where they're going to get the tens from that he's going mm. to need to be a credible winner. Yeah, because he still hasn't got a ten yet, has he? So no. he's really needing to kick on this week. Well, next week, really. But, <laughs> you, know, you know, if they keep building it and he keeps getting nines but not tens that will further mobilise his fans to ensure yes. that they vote for him. Yeah, and then also, oh, you've got some nines but no tens. That becomes a storyline yeah. in and of itself. As you go from Blackpool mm. into the final. Mm. So you can sort of manufacture the rise if you know you've got somebody who's going to overwhelmingly win on phone on the phone vote but isn't actually de delivering the dancing goods. So you can mm. storyline it to make it seem satisfying. Um, but, yeah, they've got to start laying the foundations yes. for that now. Just outfits-wise, Harry Styles would have worn that Matador jacket. 
Are you aware of what Harry Styles has been wearing on tour? He is uh, a full dandy now. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so ending on a slightly <laughs> underwhelming note. Um, that was some dancers, I guess. Yep. Before we go and we do all the admin, I just want to talk about the uh, Aretha Franklin routine because I thought that was absolutely smashing. Oh, it was excellent. Loved it. Great number. Um, I especially liked the really saturated uh, colours of the frocks that all of the female pros were wearing. They were amazing. If DSI are thinking about doing a sort of a diffusion fashion line, you basically only need to do those and yep. <laughs> um, that will provide enough capital to do something fancier next year. Just do those. They were great. I would, I would take one in every colour. I would hang them on my wall like a rainbow. Oh. <laughs> Even though I can't wear yellow. I really liked the tomatoey red. The really, really tomatoey red was superb. And the bright green. Yeah, the bright green. The, I yes, really liked the yes. purple as well. Yeah. yeah, they were great. And, and you know... Versatile if you have the floor length version and the shorts version. Yes, it was nice to see a bit of the old Bucks Fizz action on a yes. Sunday night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, just uh, Johannes was great. Yeah. In that routine, he st- he he stole the show. As soon as he came on, I didn't take my eyes off him. I just thought he was amazing. He really needs to get a celebrity next he year. He does. It's it's ridiculous that he doesn't have one this year. I want him a celebrity. He's just he's just so sassy. It's just fabulous. Just think how much how good value he would be in the training VTs and how much fun he would be on It Takes Two, especially if he got a celebrity who was also quite sassy. In fact, yeah. imagine uh, if Johannes was dancing with Vic instead. Oh. Sass factor oh. off the scale. Yeah. But yes, so um, that was a really nice pro routine on the Sunday night. And it was choreographed by Trent, who uh, we were saying was doing the puppeteering for Ranj and Jeanette's routine last week. And uh, this, I think, is more suitable for a skill level, doing the choreography for a nice Sunday night pro routine. Good grief. Um, we were lacking a dance of the night. I don't think there was a big single wow moment for everybody. But let's do frock of the week because I think we might find some agreement there. Elliot. OT, hands down, no question. Loved it. Emily. Uh, OT, hands down, no question. Anne? Um, I thought OT looked brilliant. I loved her in that yellow dress. When in the Aretha number, I thought she looked amazing. That, but OT did look amazing. So three OTs. So I could vote yep. for anybody. Um, okay, I I will. I'll go Diane for the amazing eight hundred safety pin look. But that does seem to me like OT Mabuse is this week's rock of the week. Um, so any I I have I have a quick thing to do Emily Um, I was having a chat to one of my ex-colleagues and it turns out her son Dylan is an avid listener this year so I just wanted to say hi Dylan keep going 
Hi, Dylan. Hi. We should also probably say hi to uh, various people who've been doing lots of interacting with us on the social media. There's James, who's always in there in the replies. There's Katie, who leaves us lovely comments on SoundCloud. Erin, as well. Uh, Big hi to everybody out there. Hi, everyone. Hello, Hello. thank you. Yes, thank you. (laughs) And with that, um, I guess we'll say good night. Good night, Elliot. Night, night. Good night, Emily. Night, night. Good night, Anne. Good night. And good night from me, Ellie. Keep dancing.